How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. Catapulting Commissions family, welcome back. Incredibly excited to have you here. I'm so pumped. I couldn't be more excited to have our guest on our show today. Now, let me tell you a little about Heather Hakes. Heather is a mindset coach, speaker, author of a book called Take the Leap. She's been featured on numerous podcasts and published in the Denver Voyage, as well as Women Who Empower and Inspire. Heather has reached tens of thousands throughout her international podcast, Mind Over Matter. Now, Heather specializes in helping others get out of their own way by awakening their infinite potential to create their ideal life. Heather is a graduate of Tony Robbins Mastery University, as well as Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie Masterclass. She also studies uh, Eckhart Tolle, Bob Proctor, and Robin Sharma's Principles of Presence, Shifting Paradigms, and Personal Mastery. She manifested six figures after taking the leap to quit her corporate role by aligning with her true passion and purpose and is now on a mission to help others overcome self-doubt through her transformative coaching program, retreats, and courses. And today on the Catapulted Commission Show, you know how excited I am about mindset. We bring the mindset expert, Heather Hakes. Heather, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. That's quite the introduction, but I'm so stoked to be here. You were previously on my podcast, so I'm happy to join you. Pleasure to have you here and be sure to, if, as Heather mentioned, we'll, we'll include an episode to her podcast in the show notes. So you can go ahead and jump in and, and listen to some good stuff there. So Heather, the big question here is you are a mindset coach, a mindset expert. How did, how did you get into that field and, and what took place for you to get there? Well, first, I want to say that I feel like, uh, you know, to say mindset is everything is a a little cliche. However, I 100% back it. And so to give you a super brief background on on me and, and where I'm at today, I've always been so interested in human psychology and why people do what they do. And I've, I've been following literally since elementary school, watching Oprah and Dr. Phil and started reading personal development books when I was 15. So I've 20 plus years reading and being fully immersed in this stuff because I, I love that truthfully we create our reality based on the thoughts we think, the habits we have and, and how we speak. And so mindset is, you know, do you have a solid mindset, belief, certainty, or do you sit in a lot of self-doubt and limiting beliefs and are you living life by default? I love that you've embraced on this. I mean, this, this sounds like this was a natural calling for you, but you didn't start at 15 saying I was gonna be a mindset coach. Was there a time in your life where you said, okay, I'm going to make this change because your, your, your commitment to personal development, your commitment to enjoyment is something that I share, but I think every person has that unique position where they make a radical change in their life. What was that for you? For sure. And that's actually how my book, Take the Leap, came about. So at 30 years old, I was engaged to be married. I had the guy, the ring, the house. I climbed the corporate ladder. I was living, quote, the American dream life. But for me personally, I was miserable. I had chased all these things that were supposed to make me happy, and I wasn't. So that led me on my own you know, more or less, if you want to call it an awakening or spiritual journey, but I ended the relationship and I got my first coach through 
actually Tony Robbins. And then I attended many of his events and, and have done many other programs. But it was really just my wake up call. Like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I chasing somebody else's dream? When I knew, I mean, since I was a young girl, I always wanted to be a teacher. And now I have learned that teaching doesn't mean in a box of, you know, K through 12. Teaching, coaching is teaching, speaking is teaching. I know you get it for what you do, but I just learned those passions, that drive we have, whatever lights you up. Because I know so many people are chasing, you know, what is my passion? What is my purpose? It's such a heavy question. But if instead you can figure out like what lights you up, what drives you, what excites you, and then go after that. I like that. You, you're absolutely right. The passion at the end is going to move us along the direction, along the alignment of what we want. And to hear you say you don't have to be in a classroom to be a teacher is, is phenomenal. It's almost like the equivalent. You don't have to be a manager to be a leader. You don't, you don't have to have the title to, to develop that. So a lot of, a lot of your work on, on taking this leap or getting people unstuck is really, really relevant. And I'm so excited to bring you on the Catapulting Commission show because my audience, right, our family, the Catapulting Commission's family is sales professionals, salespreneurs, entrepreneurs, people who income much like yours, is driven by their personal performance, their either small business they own, or they're, they're selling something for a company or a corporation. I'm the biggest believer that mindset matters over skill set first. And there's salespeople who get completely stuck in this rut of negativity where they, they get just driven by uh, being told no by customers, by pressuring from quotas, pressure from overhead, profit and loss statements showing failure. Uh, they joined the world of entrepreneurship and social media tells them they're not good. I mean, it is just a continuously vicious cycle downwards that mentally defeats somebody. Let's just say, let's just role player. Let's talk about it. I'm, I come to you and I'm like, Heather, dude, I am in this rut and I can't get myself out. What do we talk about? And how does someone get out of that? Well, number one, you, you touched on so many things. We can go on so many avenues, but like just a quick overview. Number one, stop comparing yourself to others, especially if you're new in sales and you're comparing yourself to a veteran in sales, you're always going to set yourself up for failure. So stop doing that. Turn the focus internally. And number one, I believe, especially in sales, but entrepreneurship, whatever, you have to have a strong why. What is your driver? Are you driven by achievement and meeting those quotas and excelling? Are you passionate about the product you're selling? Because I remember when I first got out of college and I had many job interviews and different sales roles because I thought that's what I wanted. If I wasn't passionate about the product, no way could I sell it because I think that comes authenticity that you're pushing something you don't believe in. So I would start there. But also it, it comes down to it's not failure. I love the saying that rejection is redirection. And so if somebody can have that and as part of their mindset, when you're told no, just know that there's a bigger yes down the road. And so I always relate that more to dating, but especially in sales, rejection, redirection. And from a book, um, The Four Agreements, never take anything personally. And that is a mantra I have lived by since I was 15 that has gotten me very far in life because especially sales, it sucks being told no rejection. I mean, it's hard, but if you can be like, 
it has nothing to do with me. Maybe it's timing. Maybe it's the price, the product, whatever. Don't take it personally. Let it roll off and keep going. I like that. No is never personal, right? When the customer is telling you no, it's not personal. It's And I would go even further with, with some of the clients that I coach. No is not no forever. No is today. And if you if you view your sales career as a one month opportunity as a one week or a one customer opportunity, well then yes, the end of the world. But if you view your sales career as a marathon, as a long sprint, you know, as this is something I'm doing for the rest of my life, it's a no today. It doesn't mean no forever. So I I like that. Now you said something, rejection is redirection. And we have to find our why, which probably gives us a little bit more clarity on where to redirect. Do you recommend people develop multiple versions of their why or is there just one holistic why like is it why in different categories or is it like all-encompassing well i think it could definitely be different areas of life your why but i love and i learned this through tony robbins and dean graziosi is about having a seven layers deep why so why do you want the thing and then ask so now that you have you know why do i want to meet this quota now go one more layer deep why do I want that? And then if you can dig down seven layers deep, you have so much more energy and drive behind that rather than just, you think it's just monetary. Maybe because it gives you financial freedom. Maybe because it gives you that experience with your family. You know, what are your seven layers deep? Because that will be your driver. I like that. You take the why and we essentially for lack of better, we why the why multiple times. I mean, we're, that's, you know, you can, I can visually see if you're watching the video, we go seven layers deep and we're mm-hmm. identifying what that why is and in that purpose. So that makes incredible sense. And for a lot of people who are in sales or, or, or positions of salespreneurs, you know, I don't know if that's a term, but I'm quoting it. Salespreneurs. We are, uh, our why is always deep rooted. Um, and we, we, if we work our way up, it's always to hit my quota or hit my numbers or hit my revenue metrics. But I'm really interested in, in your thought on this, Heather. Sales professionals have one of the highest turnover rates in any professional industry. It is known stack, labor board, U.S. labor board, one of the highest turnovers is sales professionals. I believe that number of turnover, that turnover percentage is significantly higher because sales is a mindset game and yeah. people will quit on themselves. Now, when we have that why, do you have, do you recommend, like how do you stay committed to that why? Because I know, I mean, first, are you are you immune from self-doubt on your why and like questioning it? No way. And think about imposter syndrome. We all experience that. Who am I to do this? I mean, hell yes, I have bouts of self-doubt, but you know, I think accountability is huge. I'm a part of a mastermind that we meet weekly. I have a support system I've built around myself because we're not here to do this alone. So especially in sales, get a mentor. Who's your manager? Who, somebody you can bounce ideas off of and get creative. And even though, yes, it's, it's work, like how can you have fun? How can you make this fun? Meeting new people or, you know, growing your connection, growing yourself as a person, And I would imagine a big reason why sales is the biggest turnover is because, yeah, when people fall into that trap of the rejection or the failure, now they're in their head, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy. And they're replaying this story that is sabotaging their results. So you've got to have that strong mindset. It's like building a muscle at the gym. You don't go and do bicep curls one time and have great biceps. 
So I'm very much a believer in, I have a morning routine. I'm always listening to podcasts or YouTube videos. I am constantly learning and pumping my mind, strengthening that I am capable. I can do this. I'm building confidence. I'm building certainty. It's a choice. I love that, that, that habit, you know, you said you have your morning routine and you're, you know, you're visually or, you know, metaphorically, you're exercising your brain with the same capacity as someone who does squats, someone who does bench press, someone's a sprinter, runner, et cetera. And I love hearing that. Can you walk us through some of those habits that you do a little bit more in depth? How do you strengthen your mind? For sure. So for me, I'm actually, I, I am a runner. I've been running for years and, but I love the, I also go to the gym because I love that almost, you know, like lifting to failure. I love what that feels like. I love to see how strong I can get. That's literally physically, but I'm also strengthening my mindset by listening to, to the audibles. When I'm out there running, I have mantras and affirmations. I am strong. I am capable. I am a finisher. I can do this. So I'm not, I'm saying the thing while doing a physical activity. So I'm now embodying this thought, this mindset. I also, I believe in some meditation, you've got to have space to quiet the noise. That's when a lot of creativity comes my way. And, you know, if meditating, sitting there quiet is brutal for you, you can do walking meditations literally out in nature. When I walk my dog and I don't take my phone, I have no distractions. That's when it's almost like a download, but that's when I get such inspired thought. So you need some quiet time, create quiet space. Um, you know, there's no right way to do a morning routine, but do something. Maybe it's, how are you going to be intentional today? How do you set yourself up today? What are your goals for that day? When you're clear and you create that roadmap, then definitely, and Dr. Joe Dispenza speaks of this all the time, you've got to, well, what I call it is to future riff as if. So if you start saying, you know, like I'm going to hit 20,000 this month or whatever the quota, the goal may be in your sales. But when you're saying it and you're visualizing it and you're feeling it, that it already happened. So you future riff as if, so talk about the quota, whatever it is you want for that month. Let's say, you know, if it's August 1st and you're talking about what you've already done on August 30th, you're now projecting your future as though it's your current reality. And then it becomes that. I love that. I have not heard that before. And I've been pretty well versed in future riff as if I'm definitely going to yeah. steal that. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I think that's awesome because I, you, I hear that. And I think of, um, how to win friends and influence people, give someone a reputation to live up to and eventually they live up to it or the fear of them not living up to that will cause that person to want to live up to it. Yeah. You just did the same thing for yourself, right? You just gave yourself your reputation because you said on August 30th, you know, if, you know, we can tie this to, to the sales team. If, you know, the end of Q3, I'm going to be at 140% to quota. I'm, a, I'm already discussing, I'm already talking about it. I'm already planning it because I'm giving myself yeah. that uh, professional reputation to live up to. Rip, was it rip as if or riff as is? I'm, Future I don't wanna... riff as if. But the big thing there is you've got to pay attention to your language because if you talk about I hope, I will, someday, Ooh. it's not going to happen. You need to speak as though you already, you can use past tense. Uh, you know, I hit a, I hit a 140% quota. I talk, tell me about what you did in the future. I love that. You get, you eliminate, you know, for the lack of better words, the sissy words, like I might 
maybe that is not hopefully, confident. Yeah, that's that's not man, certain. I, and I just did that on air. What a pansy. I'm fire myself from my own show. That's I like that, Heather. That's really good there. So when when we're making this mental shift, oh, I have to touch on this. You talk about meditation, running meditation. Um, I the opposite of a runner. I I I I've hated running since I was a kid because I always get shin splints, been a bigger guy pretty much my whole life, but I ride my bike. So I do bicycling yeah. meditation, which is just as awesome. So I want to kudos to that because uh, I find that my meditation on my bike has been minus when it's like 107, 108, where I live in a really hot area. Because then it's, yeah. I, I can't, I've never done hot yoga, but man, that's, if that's what it's close to, like that's a, that's a tough one for me. But I like yeah. the cool breeze. I like the wind blowing and I like the mental thoughts with myself. There's no right way. I just, I firmly believe in some sort of physical activity. It could be walking, hiking, for sure, biking, whatever that physical activity is, because more often than not, you're going to be super present, especially on your bike. And when you're present, that's what meditation is about. You're not future tripping or creating anxiety about and worrying. You're not focused on the past and what you could have done. You are present and creating from the now. I like that. I, I, there's no right or wrong way. And I think the best way is what you do best yourself. So I'm, I, I love saying that. And, and it's, uh, it's funny. We, um, you know, I, I talk with salespeople about closing sales and, you know, there's hundreds of different strategies and tactics on how to get someone to say yes. And there are, everyone's asked me, Hey, which one is the best? And I, the one you do the best, <laughs> there's multiple ways to skin a cat. It's what you do the best. that's going to help you now. Uh, with, with this mindset shift and then this mind over matter with so much emphasis, you know, before we started recording, we talked about skill set and mindset. I have clients who call me and say, hey, I'm, I'm looking for a sales coach. I'm looking for help. And it's always skill set driven. But you and I, we have a different of opinion. I'd love for you to elaborate on a little bit on that skill set versus mindset, because Everybody, and, and this Catapulting Commission show is so driven by people who, Anthony, give me the skills, give me the skills, but we spend a lot more time discussing something else. For sure. So I think with that, with sales, it's all about, you know, hook them, give people what they want, hook them by what they want, but you actually give them what they need. So you can, people are looking for the skill set, right? They, they want the quick fix, the how, what is the how to, to land this deal? Number one, I believe in authenticity, especially when it comes to sales. And what you said is do what works best for you, but be authentic because I love the quote, don't try to be a second rate version of somebody else because maybe your presence, your personality is what is going to close that lead. So be a first rate version of yourself. Number two, you can give them all the strategy and the structure, the how-to, the funnel, the sales script. But if they don't have the mindset behind it, if they haven't created belief and certainty of their skills and that they can close it, none of those matter. I like that. That's deep. There's, there is something to be said for that. I think as you're saying that, um, professional athletes, there has been numerous case studies of professional athletes going through mindset coaching hypnosis just to improve a skill set and we typically look at these professional athletes as the best in the world 
in their craft. And we're very, very fortunate to to live in the United States. When I would say we probably have the best athletes in the world, maybe minus soccer. And I don't want to, I mean, if you're a world soccer fan, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But like, let's say football, baseball, basketball, we typically have, you know, hockey, we typically have cream of the crop players in there. And all of these professional athletes that we hold in the top 1% of their field have some sort of mindset coaching and training. However, when we come to corporate America, professional America, success America, whatever you want to categorize people who are trying to better achieve themselves, not everyone takes that same approach. Everyone thinks that they're the exception. They're, hey, I, I don't need a mindset coach. That's, that's, that's not for me. I, I, can just, I can grit. I can just you know, tough it through. I can make it through. I have a better skill set. But we look at the pros and their respective fields, and they all do. How yeah. often do you find people I get how often why why do people say no to mindset coaching? Why do people say no to working out that muscle with a professional such as yourself? It's a lot of ego. But think about it. Are you currently getting the results you desire by continually to do the same thing over and over again? You can't see your blind spots. I have my own coaches. I have mentors. And the whole point of that is somebody to shortcut your route. And so why would you not go to somebody that can shortcut or give you your blind spots? But you know what? The example you gave, and I love, love watching documentaries on athletes, um, especially when I was training for my marathon, because running is very much a mental game. Sure, it's physical. You have one step at a time. But I'm telling you, especially when you get to 26 miles, that is, a, you're, you're just, it's a mental game. Can you do it? And David Goggins is a phenomenal um, example of what that man believes he can do. And then he actually does it. But in many of these documentaries, especially when it comes to Olympic athletes and time and time again, it's tested and proven. They are visually rehearsing the, the race, or they are visually rehearsing catching in the end zone. They were visually rehearsing this. The brain doesn't know the difference between uh, something it actually experienced and this, quote unquote, fantasy, the visually rehearsing. So if you're visually rehearsing, walking into that room, having that meeting, how the conversation's going to go, you're visually rehearsing and feeling it, you're putting emotion behind it, you already closed the deal. If you go in with that kind of attitude, I mean, more often than not, you should be closing those deals because you already, you future riffed it, but you visually rehearsed, it already happened. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. I love that. That visual rehearsing, looking at it, watching it happen, seeing it take place. For you as a sales professional, it could be as simple as walking across stage, getting recognized, getting the commission check deposited in your account that you've never seen before. Or, I mean, if yes. you're, you may still be there. You, you might get a physical paper check. I mean, that there's people who still do that. You might be that person. 
but it's the idea of taking that check, walking into the bank, cashing it, and, and watching that process. I love that, given that it's, it's almost like a vision board before your mind, but for like the future activities. Is that kind of a fair analogy? Ish, but a vision board is, you know, it could be cutting out and you can do it digitally like Pinterest, but it's cutting out and, and just seeing the pictures of things you want, cars, experiences, money, relationship. But the visual rehearsing and future riff, you're creating the experience and, and most importantly, the feeling and emotion behind it. Because when you have an idea, a thought tied with the emotion, it's so much stronger. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's almost, it, you, you're forcing yourself to answer to yourself because if you take the exercise and you create that uh, visual riff or you create that visual identity or the vision board, if you don't achieve it, you have to look back at it and say, hey, where did I go wrong? Yeah. Although I suspect there's a group of people who look at it and say, you know what, I am going to not look at my vision board because I didn't follow through because they didn't get a mindset coach or accountability partner or a mastermind or something. It's really easy to create a goal and abandon it when no one's holding you accountable. Well, and also this is about being consistent. You can't do this sometimes and hope it works. I mean, I do it. I mean, I practice what I preach. So whatever I say, I'm actually doing, I'm not just saying that this is a pretty picture, but if you are consistently waking up, being intentional with your day, visually rehearsing the week, the day, the month, and you're constantly doing this, you literally are creating your reality. And if you're not, something I've been asking myself each day is, was I the best version of myself? And ask yourself that. Did you have an off day? Number one, give yourself a break and then get back on the wagon. Yeah, I think we, I think everyone should be able to give themselves an off day, an off week. Yeah. And, and, and with all honesty, if you're in your respective industry of sales or salespreneur or entrepreneurship for the long term, you can even give yourself an off month and off year. I mean, it's to me, it's, it's kind of how we perceive. It's all about perspective, right? We started the show with saying, am I in this career for this one sale or am I in this career for the rest of my life? Or am I in this career for the next 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is? Once you look at it that way, you give yourself permission for failures and to reevaluate. Yeah. So I just want to challenge you on that. If you give yourself permission that I'm having a bad month, now you're creating your future on a past experience. And then you're going to create this momentum. Oh, I'm having a bad month. Now I'm having a bad quarter. Now I'm having, do you see how the excuses are just going to, um, you're creating momentum and snowballing that instead it's, I, I teach my clients, it's about catch and replace. So catch the negative thought or the bad, you, did you, are you really having a bad life or a bad week? Or did you have a bad moment? Did you have a bad call? You know, so I think it's really perspective on the reality of it. And are you being dramatic and creating more than it was? I just, I, I would want to catch people because I, I wouldn't want to get stuck in a rut of, I had a bad month, quarter, year. I like that. I, I you know what? I do respect being challenged on that because, um, it's you're you're absolutely correct. It is easy to snowball negativity. It is it is easy to snowball uh, negative results. Uh, I know that typically in the world of sales, we look at success based on quota. Did I hit my quota? Did I hit my numbers? Did I hit my metrics? Um, and you can have successful months and still not hit your metrics for whatever the reason may be. There's there is some challenges. So I think. Um, acknowledging that, you know, it's a bad moment, not a bad quarter. It's, it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad, you know, I would even, it's a bad client. It's a bad prospect. You missed this one. 
doesn't mean you're bad. Doesn't mean the next week has to be bad. Doesn't mean tomorrow has to be bad. Um, so I know I do appreciate being challenged on that. And I do think that that does make, uh, yeah, it makes sense. I could see how if I was to tell someone, give yourself permission to have a bad month, turns into a bad quarter, turns into a bad year, turns into a bad career, as opposed mm-hmm. to catch and replace. Man, you're really good, Heather. Has anyone told you that? Uh, maybe. There you go. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're doing phenomenal. So um, one of the last things here I want to t- touch base on here as we start to wrap this up here, we're in a really unique, uncertain time. I, I firmly believe that, that graduate schools and psychology books, I mean, we are going to be studying this pandemic for the next 20 or 30 years. People are going to read about this. And I think our grandkids of grandkids are going to look at the COVID crisis of 2020, the way we look back at, you know, the Spanish flu or, or different things that took place in history with so much uncertainty taking place. How does someone retain or maintain a strong mindset when everything else around them tells them, Hey, we're, you're in bad shape, for lack of better words. I love that you asked that. And I actually, a few months ago, when this all went down, I did a virtual summit. I joined somebody else, and it, my topic was all about how to thrive through uncertainty. Because let's face it, corona, COVID, what, whatever you want to think of it as, this is a, we're going to have more uncertain times in life. And so number one, what I talked about is you have to focus on what you can control. It is not your external environment. You have What you can control is your internal state, which is your beliefs, thoughts, and language. That's the only thing you have control over. So, And then it's an opportunity to adapt and innovate. My cousin and I were actually were in the middle of launching a new brand, and, and we're super excited about it. And it was going to uh, happen May 15th. Well, the way we were going to do it is no longer possible with what's happened and all the shutdown of businesses. And um, so we stepped back and rather than thinking of it as oh, such a challenge and an obstacle, we found the opportunity. So again, it's perspective. This is mindset. This is your focus. And so we, we stepped back, we took a little break and figured out, okay, what's our opportunity here? And now we're taking our idea and going digitally. So it's the adapt and innovate. And then, you know, just be creative. You know, so many things have gone to Zoom calls now. We're doing virtually. Think about the real estate business. It's all about virtual tours. And so it's just being creative in times of uncertainty. I like that. Focus on your internals. Focus on what you can control, your internal state. Control the controllables adapt and and innovate which aligns with being creative and there's people that are going to come out of covid on one of two sides of this they're either going to be saying hey covid crushed me i can't make my business work things are horrible or covid forced me to think outside the box and now i've created a new empire a new business a new six figure seven figure eight figure whatever the number is it's regardless it's irrelevant it's you've created something new so I like how we can adapt and innovate and be creative. Um, as you venture on in the future, there's going to be clients or potential clients or people who are listening to this. I'm calling them clients already. So my apologies if I'm selling my audience to you, but there's people who are listening to the show who need help. How does someone get in hold of you? Uh, well, my website directly is heatherhakes.com. I'm on all the social platforms. I have a YouTube channel in which I release weekly mindset lessons, 
um, you know, Instagram, all of them. But yeah, the, the easiest way is just heatherhakes.com. Perfect. Catapulting Commissions family. That is going to be in the links of heatherhakes.com. Be sure to follow her. Now, last thing, I was, I was looking at your website. You have a course that you, that you share with people. Can you talk us a little bit about that course that people can take? Sure. It's a free video training. Uh, I love creating content because that's what's gotten me help along the way. But the free video course is just um, you sign up, you get it for free automatically in your inbox. But what I teach is how to get unstuck and create lasting change. Perfect. Getting unstuck, creating lasting change, catapulting commissions family. That is all of us. Nobody is immune to the the little guys in your head that tell you you can't be successful this year. We call it imposter syndrome, uh, the downward cycle of no sales, the downward cycle of people not answering your phone calls. Uh, and I, no one's immune to it. And I share this with, with you. And if you've followed me on social media, I've, I've done I've done it all. I've paid thousands of dollars for online advertising to have no one say anything. I've made thousands of phone calls to be ignored. We, we all experience it. It's how we achieve and how we adapt and how we grow from it. And Heather Hakes is phenomenal in it. She's an expert in it. And she's definitely somebody you want to connect. Best case scenario, you get a chance to work with Heather. Worst case scenario, get her free course. Follow her on social media. Follow her on Instagram. Follow her YouTube channel. We'll put all those links in the show uh, description. If you're watching the uh, YouTube video, it'll be in the comments below. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Be sure to click subscribe. Heather, thank you so much for joining the Catapulting Commission show. Thank you. It was such an honor. Catapulting Commissions family, that is Heather Hakes. Be sure to click subscribe. I will see you on the next episode. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions that way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag catapulting commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions.